kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. and friends welcome the fuck back yeah bitch i am hmm i am hmm i am i don't don't get it (laughs) laura winslow i couldn't think of anyone (laughs) and i am lil nas x in his ice spice costume oh you (laughs) Bitch. <laughs> and this is the read. Thanks for coming back. Oh, that was gonna be more a part of my the beginning of my what's this thing called? Hot talk. Black X. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be black <laughs> Not it was his black excellence. <laughs> I mean, that is the segment that comes so first. Cute. So it's right for you to think that. It was adorable, but okay. But first, well, how's your week? Oh, right. I was like, <laughs> first what, nigga? <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, same shit that I've been saying for the past several weeks still going on. Um, yeah, but, but, but also steadily improving, not by much every mm. week, but improving nonetheless. So I'm counting my fucking win. What about you? Yes. <laughs> and it's beautiful to be able to count that. It is. On ten toes, um, I'm good. You know, still tired, which has been the common theme for me uh, over the past couple of weeks. But I had a lot of fun this weekend uh, at my Halloween party. Yes, you did, and <laughs> got to see some uh, friends, Charielle and her wiggity wiggity wife Whitney. <laughs> Why did I say that? Why did I do that? Ooh, I? Okay, crisscross. <laughs> um, in Atlanta, and I haven't been to Atlanta in so long, and yeah. so that was like the energy it's was a, good a lot time. of fun. And yes, I was feeling my little um pop star icon. You were disco beat. You were. We saw bits. it. We saw yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Good and, time. And you great looked, stylists. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, Shout out to you and the people who helped you on those costumes, um, because you looked great. Candice and did my makeup and my lashes, work. and my jewels, <laughs> and uh, my stylist Jay uh, did the outfit for me. Look at you! This is just so rich and famous. My stylist, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, he's like I don't typically. I just started working with him. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But so it's not like my stylist. Like, I just have a stylist. I mean, the rest of us Googled, you know, peacock costume <laughs> and mm. called it a day. But <laughs> I mean, well, it was my party. So I had to, like, you know. <laughs> and still, but you, yes, and you did that. You so absolutely, you turned it out and you looked 
amazing and it looked like so much fun. I was so sad I couldn't make it, but you know, I really had to spirit. I really, really had to stay home and catch up on some stuff. It was that or like drop out of school. So Mm, (laughs) sorry. Uh, but next time, next time. Y'all look like y'all had a great time, though. Everything Alex yeah, has been posting on Instagram. Of course he did. <laughs> of nice. course he did. It was good to see him, you know? Yeah. We had, a good, we had a ball. Um, All right, let's do some Black Excellence. This week, we're going to give honor to Zion Clark. He is... An athlete breaking records, he recently achieved two world records, one for the highest box jump with hands and most diamond push-ups in three minutes. For the highest box jump record, on his very first attempt, he set it by jumping 30 inches. God He wanted damn. to try again and then beat his own record at 33 inches. For diamond push-ups, he beat his what? previous record. Oh, no, he beat the previous record of 240 by doing 248 push-ups on his second attempt in three minutes. Now, the interesting thing about this is that Zion was born without legs because of a rare condition called caudal regression syndrome. His mother couldn't take care of him, and he was put in the foster care system, it says here, for 17 years. The woman who adopted him gave him a chance so he could focus on athletics, be a wrestler, and a track and field athlete. He said, my mom took me in and gave me a purpose. A lot of people passed me by and wrote me off as a problem child. And she took a chance on me and gave me the stability I needed so I could focus on my athletics. These are his second and third world records. Uh, He set one for being the fastest man on two hands last year, walking 20 meters on his hands in 4.78 seconds. Um, He has the words, no excuses tattooed on his back. Uh, he's just, you know, an athletic, I overall see. bad ass and, yeah. you know, uh, record-breaking superhero. And he's currently training to be in the 2024 Olympics for wrestling in Paris. In Paris. 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 Yeah. Paris. I don't know how to do it. Well, this is, I mean, this is really incredible. A 30-inch box jump is impressive regardless. Um Yeah. And I really can't even, like, I'm trying to visualize, trying to do that with my hands. And, like, bitch, it's even less of a likelihood because, like, all of my strength is in my legs. So <laughs> I just, I'm 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 blown away by this. Congratulations, Zion. Awesome. Yeah, keep I was going to say, getting me to do, keep pushing. To do a box. Or, hell, getting me to pull up to the gym right now. <laughs> that, I mean, this be is impressive. truly impressive. And even more so when you hear about everything he's gone through. So... Yeah, congrats. I'll be rooting for you in the Olympics. Also, congratulations to Tabitha Brown, who was nominated yes! for two Emmys. Hello, friends of mine. Come on you in, it's tab time. I'll do. Be sitting right over here and answering her when she asking questions and shit. Damn sure do. Damn show. No, it's a damn good show. It is a good good. show. Great cast. (laughs) Yes. Great guests. It's fun and black and it's just so I feel like Tabitha Brown and children's programming is just a match made in heaven. So Yeah, it kind of feels like anybody. Perfect. When we found out about it, I said this is an incredible idea. And yeah, that's exactly what it ended up being. She picked up two nominations and LeVar Burton 
is going to get the 2022 Children's Emmy Award for Lifetime Achievement. Oh, what a year. Right? Isn't that beautiful? And so yeah. well-deserved. Like, Absolutely. That man, he tried so hard to get you niggas to read. He tried so hard. I feel like he's still <laughs> trying very hard. <laughs> Won't you come? Did, you, did they say that to you at your church? Won't you come? When they wanted people to come down. To yeah, the to the, to the, for the altar car. Yes. Will you come to the um, film? Will you? It's for you and me. Um. So yeah, Tabitha Brown and Tab Time are both nominated. Uh, the show's nominated for Outstanding Preschool Series. Uh, and Tabitha is nominated for Outstanding Host. So, congratulations. Good luck to y'all. Wow. Um, Did not realize that show was aimed at preschoolers. I am a little more ashamed now. <laughs> that's why I said. Definitely thought it was for like for kindergarten through third grade. <laughs> but I, damn. I mean, how can you tell at a point? Um, I guess by like the big bright colors and like when she makes snacks with them, like she did fruit race cars one time. And it's always like, get your grown up. To help you use a plastic knife to cut these grapes in half or whatever. So I just figure by the time. But what's kids... the difference between that when you're in preschool versus like first grade? Well, that's what. Oh, well, I mean, I just assume that pro... when I think preschool, I think of like Teletubbies. I think of like something mm-hmm. you sit your baby in front of. <laughs> that's not like murder. Words. Right. I think. I think of like, you know, just different colors and Zen music, but I don't know. I'll look it up. I guess there isn't really that much of a difference. But yeah, saying that it's nominated for preschool programming has me like, oh, okay, not children's, but like babies. Got you. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's still good. So I I don't care. Yeah. It's a great show. Go watch it. Tap in with your inner child. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. All right, so let's get into the pop culture segment of the show that we like to call Hot Tops, Bottom, and Butthead Do the Universe. Now, we spoke a bit about Halloween already and its costumes. Um, I just wanted to give a quick mention to some of the ones I saw that I enjoyed. Name, you already brought mm-hmm. That was so Little good. Nostradamus, <laughs> the 10th. Uh, and his costume is Ice of Spices. There were a lot of Ice Spice costumes this year. I mean, duh. Yeah, yeah. that didn't surprise me at all. It also didn't seem difficult. Um, but yeah. his sheer commitment to the bit was yeah. impressive. It was as good. always. It was as great. always. It was. Um, so who else did I love? Loved Chloe Bailey as Storm. Loved Kiki mm-hmm. Palmer as Rogue. Oh, yes. I did see that. That looked great. Loved Janelle Monet as the White Rabbit. Loved Janelle Monet as the blue singing lady from <laughs> the Fifth Element. Diva, <gasps> Laguna Beach, Dime Diva, whatever oh. the fuck that lady name was. Dima, Diva Diva, whatever, that lady. I did not the know that The lady who sings was... in Fifth Element goes... <laughs> I did not know hands. she was doing a real character. I thought she was doing like her version of an alien superstar. I mean, wow. that lady was literally an alien superstar. So yeah, she I'm sung just, opera and I didn't, she also like clumped. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it looked amazing either way, but. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, she's literally the mm-hmm. Halloween, um, yeah. Halloween, like it child for me. Yeah, like I, I always love her because mm-hmm. she's got the time and the coin, the team mm-hmm. over in Wonderland and whatnot to really give you the prosthetics, the mm-hmm. makeup, the costuming, the lot, like the whole right. Shebang. The people who so. really can afford like the money and the artistry to do incredible, like Heidi Klum and that fucking worm. Yeah, <laughs> like. Pulling off something like that, I mean, it just it elevates. She your does Halloween. it as well every year. I'm not. She even does. Know yeah, she always turns up. But she does. I look to Janelle Monae to see what she's no, yeah, first. fully. I get it. I didn't see that many costumes. Did you see anybody you liked? I'm trying to think, uh, other than the ones you've already mentioned, and Lori Harvey did Beyonce. So she did me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, she just kind of looked like Lori Harvey in a blonde wig, honestly. Yeah. Like, she's like, gorgeous. That was it, <laughs> it was, for me. It was like, <laughs> it was like Lori Harvey just decided to recreate some Beyonce videos, which fine. Mm. Like, you look pretty and next to the reference, I get it. But I don't know. It just, Lori Harvey always looks gorgeous. So it was gorgeous, just like, yeah. Okay. Um, I liked Lizzo's Miss Piggy costume. Oh, I did like I Lizzo's thought the nose Miss Piggy. Looked really, that nose looked so good. I'm always impressed when y'all do stuff like that. Um, she did Marge Simpson too, and like she did a little meme. Yes, and Cardi had did a uh, Cardi did a Marge Simpson too uh, with the ass. Oh yeah, out she did. That okay. I thought. Was I mean, because if they go have the if they can have the ass out and they can't, yeah, have the ass right. Out. <laughs> and did you see Nicki Minaj's family Halloween? No costume. They did no, honey eye. They did honey eye shrunk the kids, except it was like honey eye blew up Papa Bear or something. So oh, that's the second one that nobody so watched. Papa Bear is like huge, and Nikki and whatever that nigga's name is, they're like tiny. Yeah, the second one so, is the one where they blew the kid up, and he was uh, a big yeah. kaiju. Well, so uh, Papa Bear is adorable. I'm looking it up. <laughs> yeah, and he, just a big Papa Bear. I'll yeah, take it. It's just a giant Papa Bear. And oh, they recreated the the poster. Oh, this yeah. is cute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is Although, super cute. When I saw it, it was because somebody had retweeted it and said, "You could see that nigga's ankle monitor in his pants." <laughs> Y'all are the pets. <laughs> like, no shade. No pun intended. Y'all are so petty. And you really can. Oh, my God. That's the thing. It's petty I wouldn't you have like even right noticed there. it. Y'all. Anyway, this is super cute. It a great is. idea. It was probably really easy to do. Exactly that. Yep, you could something you could do at home, even in case you're not allowed to leave and go too right. far. You know what? But yes, it did look good. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. Oh, she I'm also did Cinderella. Oh, did she? Oh, yes, with By the way. ass out. Wait, I didn't. I didn't slide to the next. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep, there keep it looking. is. <laughs> there, there it is. Yeah, that was cute. I'm not mad at this. No, me either. Absolutely not. I mean, it's Halloween. Have your ass out. Yeah. Oh, have you, I mean, I did. My God. Did you see oh, look at this cute little stink? Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts. <sighs> Niecy. You are going to scream. And Mr. Jessica. That's right. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Did they post it? Did they post? <laughs> oh, your face when you saw it. <laughs> It's Nelly and Kelly in the Dilemma this video. Is so gay. <laughs> this is so gay. I love these niggas, bro. Like <laughs> they did um they did Rihanna and ASAP too. It looked so good. It did. I couldn't hate. <laughs> I is it They look incredibly that's happy. That's an adorable costume couple's costume. I thought it was such a cute yeah. idea. Wait a minute. Is this um is this ASAP wig? This is a lace. Who? Jessica got on a um uh oh I guess this is a wig. Oh, I didn't even, Rocky. So I didn't see that one. I thought you meant like last year they did that. 
No, no. I mean. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's this happy <laughs> Halloween from the Bets. And it's ASAP and. and oh my uh, God. I cannot. How does Jessica. Okay, hold on. I cannot. Yeah, this is lace. <laughs> How is this wig technology so great? But y'all be on. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that looks like it was professionally installed because it looks so Because <laughs> my nigga, this wig is on. Oh, my God. You know how in love you got to be to do this type of head-ass shit with somebody? <laughs> They're lesbian. Like, the, <laughs> bitch, this is... Homosexuality. If anybody knows, you know. Yeah. You... <laughs> I don't know. The way I would have loved to see somebody try to convince you to do some shit like this... <laughs> It's never happened. <laughs> Don't count on me ever feeling that strongly about a nigga. But this... Nisi look good as a uh, She does. She does. She does. Um, and although, Jessica look good as Nelly. Yep. This, it was, like I said, great Both idea. fine. Mm-hmm. Both fine. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it very respectful. All right. I can't remember anybody else I saw that I... Lived for right Me now. Either. I'm forgetting a bunch. Um, right. Same. Somebody's going to be like, I, how could you forget the da-da-da? And I'm going to... How heresy! <clears throat> yeah. Blasphemers! <laughs> um, oh, um. so Puffy dressed up as the Joker. And I guess he was like also cosplaying. He was very in character. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some... Drunken, maybe L.A. streets. I feel like he went to Megan the Stallion's party. Mm. Um, but some clip came up online with him, I guess, arguing with mm-hmm. this nigga from Power. I didn't know he was from Power, but yeah, he plays a character named Two Bit on Power and Power Book Two and Power Book Seven. Please and um, Power the E. E magazine, um, as well as the official Power Book Club. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, he's Michael J. Ferguson is the actor's name. Gotcha. They were recorded with him in like regular clothes. I don't know if he was supposed to be like um, Mike mm-hmm. Lowry or if he just didn't have a costume on. But he is out in the streets. This nigga Puffy is completely cackling as if he is the Joker, Mm -hmm. um, calling him a clown, doing the whole shit. Um, And I don't know, they're calling each other pussy and weird shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, then it because Puffy's like, do you know who I am? It's Puff. Give me a hug. And then they like smile and hug each other. And he's like, I'm, <laughs> you lucky because I'm I'm really with that life. I'm about that, about that life. Oh. And he's like, yeah, I, me, me too. And okay. then he like invites him to a party. It was weird. I feel yeah. like everybody was drunk and maybe auditioning for a while to know. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell how real it was because it was so weird. It and, seemed very real Yeah, awkward-ish. But I've also never seen the Joker, so I was like, if that's how he acts and everybody gets it, then fine. It just seemed a little, you know, unhinged yeah. to me. But that's Halloween. and I wouldn't have compared him to Heath, but... Yeah, no, me either. He's seen a couple of the movies, clearly. Right. And I saw the video from his Instagram of... Like somebody putting him, putting the wig cap on and all this. So 
Oh, that's cute. Yeah, he he committed to it, I guess. He was really in character. Hey, Halloween's all about having a good time. It is. It is supposed to be anyway, so. And the good thing is it did not end in any type of actual fisticuffs or violence. Overall fuckery, because I don't believe it was real. Right. Um... What else is going on? So, somebody sent me a clip of Drake on the Howard Stern show. Howard Stern asked him, I guess, what type of porn he likes to watch. And what's his favorite type of porn? Gross. I'm angry. <laughs> Here was his uh, response as a quote. Uh, reads that was sent to me on the, uh, what's this thing called? On the Twitter. He said, top. I'm sorry? The doll baby asked him what his favorite type of porn Mm -hmm. is. He said, top. Highest tier of top givers. That's really what I'm got you. consistently like okay. on the daily basis tuned into. All right. Those are like the real superstars of the world to me. <laughs> I think we all know what Adonis's daddy is talking about. Um, yeah. With the full quote, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, it does make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Or is the code language? Well, I mean, it's just interesting that you would go on the Howard Stern show and not just say blowjob or head. Like, if it's the type of show where it's appropriate for him to ask you what kind of porn you like, it's just very interesting that you chose to say top. I get that top is slang for head. It's just also slang for other things. And so why wouldn't you pick one of the other many words we have for that? But... You know, I think before I your whole tep adjacent boyfriend starts bitching and moaning about the podcast you listen to, we are joking and don't care. I think he likes to keep it ambiguous, though. I think he loves the gray area. I've said this before about Drake. I think he really thrives in it. And if that has to do with, you know, just He's his gay baiting, <laughs> I whatever you want to call it, I think he does it deliberately and I think he has fun with it. I think he just finds himself in these traps all of... Not traps. I think he, like, throws himself into these weird positions all of the time. I'd like to think that they're unintentional because it makes it funnier to me. Um, But I did think it was weird that he would use the word top speaking Mm -hmm. to Howard Stern. Because I'm like, does Howard Stern know what the fuck that means? Um, But maybe he does. Um, I'm just saying, I feel like there are clearer ways you could have said that. And that choice of words makes me feel like it was deliberate. So, but whatever. The Howard's, I can't imagine why Drake would do a Howard Stern interview in 2022 anyway. Ugh. He also just did a tiny desk. Drake is, you know, doing, I guess, fun new things. I mean, tiny desk makes this sense. This new 21 <laughs> Savage Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. Promo. Got it. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Questions have all been answered. (laughs) Um, Monica addressed rumors last week that uh, she's dating rapper Kodak Black 
after photographs of them out uh, on the town, um, as well as her posing with a big old blue Birkin bag, thanking Kodak for it. Um, you know, people started to say, hey, is Gunica, in fact, um, mm-hmm. so gone over <laughs> Please. Young Broward? That is not the case. <sighs> Thank Yet God. all. There's, I guess they're just real close friends or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But she mm-hmm. said, they know they can trust me with whatever. Never have to doubt me. Not every relationship is about messing or dating. This is a tweet. She said, um, Okay. Bill and Shimmy, I guess his partner. I don't know who Shimmy is. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They, um, I hang with their moms because I'm their age. I'm going to forever love and support and encourage them. I think Billy Shimmy is his brother. I don't know who the... Y'all... <sighs> okay. Well, I'm just... I guess I'm just relieved that she's not actually dating that man. I don't want y'all to say that to me. That would have been the only thing that I actually gave a shit about here. So, <laughs> I wanted to believe that that was not true. I'm too old. This. I don't know who this is, y'all. Don't tell me, because I don't care. And it's only just now occurring to me that she must be like 20 years older than him. I didn't even think of that when I first saw that picture with yeah, the Birkin. She, he's 25. Yeah. So that would be gross anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, what else we got here? Um, I said, oh, so. Chingy? Chingy's in the news. For what? God, I'm just going to Google it. I mean, nothing great or interesting. Uh, He did a Vlad interview, which, you know, I don't understand why niggas are still doing that. But... Mm Mm-hmm. Some, like, random, tandem, literal who-the-fuck-knows Twitter account posted a 50 worst rappers of all time list um, to which Chingy is clocked in at a fresh 27. (laughs) Okay, that's the bottom half. So he was asked about this and he went on some rant about how, you know, it's invalid and subjective and there are 7 billion people in existence. Which then, oh, girl. What? And that all, you know, different people have different favorite rappers and he sold X amount of records, blah, blah, blah. It was giving me very much like pastor that also sell insurance and cars mm-hmm. and also got three families <laughs> so my whole thing is like i don't know why because it's quote-unquote subjective i don't understand why y'all are just like okay yeah also when's the last time she put out a song like why do you even take offense to this who cares this is where i'm stuck at with it like why would you even give a shit about some random this is not even I thought you meant like Rolling Stone or no, baby. Vibe or some music publication did. This no, is baby. just 
somebody this is just Someone's some random person cousin on Twitter. Julio like that works at a radio shack who cares that has actually been closed <laughs> For the past 10 years. Yeah, this is... It's like anybody. And then you went on Vlad. Horrible idea. Just bad idea all around. And this is what you thought to talk about? I mean, he was asked. I just skipped. I mean, but... (laughs) Please, this is so stupid. I can't imagine really getting worked up over this. This is just some random somebody. Even when it's like Rolling Stone and the people yes, in the dance, even just then, like, it's this is just a bunch of people's individual. Yes, like a room of people that got together and their and editors argued about or whatever. Yeah, for six to eight hours, and then went home and like, like I, I get it, but also, uh, you know, like all you can do is keep pushing and keep working, and keep making, creating art, and, yeah. and whatnot, but. It's the fact that it's like a random screenshot from an incredibly yes. random page that has no links to anything. Right. It's not even worth talking about. But y'all fall for the bait every single time. It's sad. Putting the energy into this is just what it's not, it's really not making sense to me. Like somebody, you could be the best rapper, somebody is still not gonna like you. So Again, the things you niggas choose to invest your your time and energy into is baffling to me. But all right. I forgot to mention two Halloween costumes. Mm, who? Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan, who were dressed as the Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf. There's a wide open ages joke right here, but I'm mm. not going to do it. Well, I'm, I've never heard of him. I don't know who that is. He's Michael Jordan's second oldest son. What? Yeah. Not this 48-year-old woman with a how old? 31. Okay. I didn't know Michael Jordan had a kid that old, but still, yikes. Now, they have allegedly been dating, or they were linked together, like, I don't know how many months ago, and tried to be played off, like, oh... We were just hanging out, which maybe they were, but now they're full on in matching Halloween costumes and what, what so, so on. <laughs> and I mean, the age gap is like, it's large, but it's also not. Everybody is super that grown. Deep. Yeah, he's 31. I'm like, not going to argue. Both grown. The <laughs> right. only reason people talk about it is because. His daddy and her ex-husband used to play on the Bulls together mm-hmm. from like the late 80s to a good portion of the number, like 10 years. Yeah. That gap when I guess Michael Jordan thought he was going to play basketball in Space Jam or whatever. <laughs> so like when you married Scottie Pippen mm-hmm. around that time, this nigga that you're allegedly dating now had to be what, six, seven years old? This is what and I'm you likely. Oof. Met him or had been around him around that time when he was what, playing with Power Rangers, the ones that flip, head flipped. Yeah. Y'all remember the Power Rangers figures where like the head would flip down and it would go from like the actor's face to like the the um Power Rangers helmet? Yeah. Just me? Okay. I mean, it so a 17 year age difference is something I would look crazy at. 
I mean, I guess even a little bit at 31 and 48, not really, but kind of. But what I truly have an issue with is like fucking somebody that you knew when they were a child. It's something about that that is so weird to me. Hmm. And I just don't. That's what makes me uncomfortable. You bringing it back to like, oh, you know, Scottie Pippen and Jordan playing together, all this. I'm like, you know, it is extremely fucking likely. In fact, it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where Larsa Pippen did not meet this boy when he was a young boy. And I just don't, I don't know how you get to this place with somebody who you knew when they were like a, a baby, like be serious. So, and she is sketchy any fucking way. I feel like it's always her and somebody who's 20 years younger than she is. So I'm grossed out by, I'm grossed out by that. Ugh, you are grown. Like, I mean, do what you. I don't. I think the age thing is like it almost is what it is. fifty. Like the, the seventeen years or whatever it is to me is like it is what it is. Like they're both good-looking individuals or whatever for whatever their age is. But but if you had known this person or yeah. met them or had been around them for any stretch of time when they were a fucking lit like a chot like single yeah. digits, yeah. That's, I see why people are talking about it. That's my real but thing. That's what really grosses me out. You also couldn't pay me with a diamond-encrusted dick to give too much of a fuck about life. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is she's doing. Like, have at it, sis. If you could, if you like it, I love it. Whatever. And then I guess it's all supposed to be scandalous because Scotty was upset. At, whatever. I don't care. This nigga's Big Bad Wolf costume, it is just... <laughs> It was definitely giving. I'm I'm red white red whiting hood. Right. Head on down to Michael's. You put on whatever you want to. Figure it out. Here's a this flannel. Is wearing you got the rest. Like a furry hoodie and a fur lined vest, and then like some furry fingerless gloves, and that is it. Otherwise, it is a completely normal outfit. Like you could take this whole thing off in less than a minute and be dressed like a regular everyday person. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely giving like this is my costume and my moment, and you know you just fit the theme. Um, Trey Songs uh, has had a lawsuit dismissed. Jane Doe filed a lawsuit in July for twenty million dollars, accusing Trey Songs of rape uh, in two thousand sixteen. I don't remember if we talked about this or not. I think, I think we did. so. It's it's ringing a bell. It's one of a few different um, sexual assault um, allegations, and definitely not the only suit. Um, the lawsuit that's been out against him for it. Mm-hmm. But a judge just scrapped this case, um, basically saying that. Uh, it was over his statute of limitations. Oh, well. Uh, and basically that if the alleged rape took place in 2016, that the plaintiff would have had to, a two-year window to take legal action, mm-hmm. uh, which seems kind of crazy. Uh, so, <clears throat> yes. judge... Shirley K. Watkins threw the case out, and Trey Song's attorney, Randall Awad, uh, confirmed it on Wednesday. Um, 
as well as saying some shady things about the plaintiff. Uh, yeah. So I guess I thought that statute of limitations only applied to like criminal charges. But I guess I was wrong about that. Because otherwise, it seems to me when you file a lawsuit, your lawyer would have said, hey, girl, you're like two or three, four years too late to file the lawsuit on this. Like the statute of limitations expired in 2018. So I guess I'm a little confused by that. But I mean, either way, I hope she's all right. And and as for Trey, like he's just going to have to focus on the next allegation, the next charge, the next lawsuit. Whichever one he has lined up or just settled, like, she's far from the only one who has said something like this, so. Agreed. Yikes. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, I definitely did a whole bunch of typing and Googling when it came to this shit because I was trying my best to understand what it was that I was reading. Yeah. Um, But I also read that his attorney said that he's currently, quote, currently considering a potential defamation action. Interesting. Against... This is Jane Doe and her counsel, as well as others who have been instigating improper and meritless action against him in other states. And I would love for that to happen. Let's just get down to the bottom of it, shall we? Yeah, I think, well, (laughs) not going to do that either. But I think defamation, you know, you really have to. There are like four or five different elements to defamation that you have to prove. So if you have enough evidence to back that up, then... Let's see it. If you have genuinely yeah. been falsely accused and you can prove that then and your your attorney is saying that you're considering it. So either he's talking out of his ass like a lot of attorneys do or y'all actually have some evidence. So if it's there, then please let us know. Why even consider it? Honestly, I don't. If I had to guess, I would say that because this was dismissed, his attorney took the opportunity to be like, oh, yeah, and we just might put out a defamation suit because people have been lying on him. Like, and no. then nothing ever comes of it. Why is it a consideration r- rather than like a matter of time? <laughs> why? Gotcha. Why? Why are you only talking about considering? Well, <laughs> again, <laughs> That I mean, that's that because all of these people are saying that this person, all these different people that don't know each other are saying that, you know, this person's rapist mm-hmm. and and our argument against this particular case is just to say something sooner. Right. Well, we gonna think about whether or not we don't like what they saying like you want me to believe there's a group chat of these girls all like plotting against you or something if so again i would just love to see the receipts show me the money this just doesn't yeah smell right nope smells like nigga shit to me but we'll see Mm. last but not least um I read a few days ago that rapper Takeoff from the Migos was shot and killed outside of a bowling alley during or after some party um, that he and Quavo attended. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of the specifics this as I said, just recently happened, and I just read cause of death today earlier, 
before the show. Um, I think it's still sort of hitting people. So there isn't like a ton of information. I know I read that like people are suspecting someone actually from uh, takeoff side of some argument that broke out between mm-hmm. him and his people and some other people. I think uh, as a result of a dice game, yeah. which makes things even worse. Um, but there is, you know, talk that a suspect in uh, the fatal shooting is actually someone from uh, their side who possibly uh, shot him by accident or mm-hmm. who knows. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's getting way past weird out here. Um, every single time I read about one of these rappers being murdered, whether I know about them or not, I get it just it it I feel like it cuts me a little bit because it's just like it's always some bullshit. It's always completely unnecessary. It's always some shit that didn't mm. need to fucking happen. It's and I immediately think about how many people they had, like families specifically, that is not gonna be able to speak to them anymore, um, on top of who may have been um cared for by this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the, again, a lot of these are rappers who sometimes I have not even heard of before. Yeah. And this situation is like, I can't think of, even though they hadn't seemed to be getting along the trio, you know, I can't think of Migos not being three people. Right. And... They're also related. It's like, it's, it's just dumb and it's weird and things have to be done differently. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I'm not even going to get it from my soul back because I feel like I'm going to say a whole bunch of shit we say on this show all the time. But it's just sad and ridiculous and I don't know what else needs to be done for niggas to get a clue. Huh. Yeah, I was really stunned when I saw the news. I was like, I know you fucking lying. Takeoff is is two years older than Adam. That's crazy to me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how Offset and Quavo must feel. I can't. I mean, his whole family, his mother. Mm-hmm. I just... And <laughs> I actually saw this rumor about like oh it was actually a dice game and niggas got mad and and you know it was friendly fire quote unquote that killed him and I so I just can't even imagine that if that is true the guilt that that nigga must be feeling like I also can't fathom it's just it's sad all around and I don't know I feel like it's it's definitely like niggas resorting to guns when it don't take all that like whatever happened at that dice game or at that party or whatever it didn't take fucking guns to settle it and it's also you know america is just an extremely gun horny country and like you can get shot running your fucking errands going to the grocery store going to the library going to church like 
just sitting somewhere minding your fucking business. This country has so many fucking shootings every damn day. So I just feel like it's a it's a violent culture in so many different ways. And, and it has manifested yet again in another young black man losing his life. And I just it's tragic to me. Yeah. That's really all I have for it. I guess I just feel like, you know, a black man. I pray peace for us and I pray that we can um, we can respond to things in new ways Mm -hmm. and not out of pain and ancestral like strife um i pray that we can like mm-hmm. start to tap into an emotional realm that a lot of us are resisting mm-hmm. and get to know ourselves and one another spiritually and as humans mm-hmm. and to respect and cherish life And to not feel as though we have to prove our strength or our strength and thus our value Mm -hmm. to other people, specifically other men, black, white, indigo, whatever fucking color. Yeah. I pray that we can start to understand that there is no one man or type of man our type of power in masculinity or anything like that. That the black man can be sad and be broken and be confused and be lost and be vulnerable and be weak and be needing <sighs> and be hurt. Um, and that we can seek healing and progression and better, healthier, productive ways. Mm. Chains and cars and strip clubs and all that stuff is fantastic and great, and I don't believe it's going anywhere. We gotta, like, invest in us as much as we invest in impressing Mm. the world and Man. Striving for the privilege of people Man. that look to destroy us. Woo! We're not really. Um, we can we can do better by one another, man. We can, and that's never going to um, supersede or or overlook the ways that the rest of the world must do better by us not as far as i'm concerned yeah no this for me this is not a oh black on black crime and how niggas it's expect that. it's never that but it is the number of young rappers again the majority of whom i've never even heard of who i just see headlines i feel like all the damn time now about some young rapper being shot and it's just like 
I don't know if I've ever even talked about this on the show, but one of the things I want to do with this degree is to start a scholarship fund to send Black people to grad school for counseling degrees. And one of the things I want to make sure I do is send more Black men to grad school to get these degrees so that we have more Black male therapists out there. So that those of you who are looking for somebody to talk to, who are looking to start unpacking the shit that you are really feeling, who are like, damn, you know, I don't want to be like my daddy and my granddaddy and my uncles. And I don't want to like I want to find out why I'm feeling this way or why I do the shit I do. Like it's easiest for a lot of us to talk to somebody who looks like us and. I know a lot of black men are hesitant to open up about tender, soft feelings around somebody, you might feel safest with another black man. And so that's just one of the things I want to do ultimately is like get more black men through school and hire more black male therapists at a clinic that clinics in like major cities that service black people, especially and including our cisgender heterosexual men. Cause like it's just Something has to change. This shit is fucking crazy, man. Like when I was a kid, we had like, (laughs) this sounds ridiculous, but like, I remember like Biggie and Tupac mainly, mainly like those were like these two huge stories of like rappers dying. And now I feel like y'all got a new name every month. It just, I'm sad to think about it. Rest in peace. Take off. I am so sorry. And also DeVito's son, I think, died. He drowned? Oh, he my drowned. God. That fucked me up, too, because at first I thought, oh, the baby was sick or something. You know, like, like I thought, you know, they knew he had, you know, some sort of inoperable tumor or something. Then I read the details, and I was just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Like, just questioning staff members. and stuff. Yeah. I. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine that kind Three of heartache. Years old. Oh, it's been a it's been a rough week for the news. And I mean yeah. and that's saying a lot considering that it is 2022. And every day right? is rough for the fucking news, but it has been a lot this week. Things have just been It's been a good week to not be super online. I'll say that cuz the shit that I did see had me down. You already know when um when a big celebrity or a big notable person dies i super stay off the internet yeah i'll never know how to act it's like oh this soapbox is for me like it's y'all anyway yeah um rest in peace to um both devito's son david take off and um you know our love to everyone who's grieving yeah amen and that's gonna be it for the hot topics this week we're going to do a quick ad for, you know, bill paying. And then we're going to come back and read your letters. Hopefully they're spicy and fun and sexy. Delicious. All right. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. But... 
If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space eight. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my, for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. Okay, folks, we're back. It's time for some letters. Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Our first letter comes from Kay, who says, Last year, my best friend and I moved to Atlanta around the same time. We were getting closer than ever before, hanging out every day, going out on the weekends, and spending lots of time on the phone. They're in grad school and working full-time and getting pretty serious with their partner, whereas I'm working full-time, I'm single, and I'm just kind of floating in the wind. As they got busier with school and their partner and me with work, we naturally drifted apart and didn't see each other as much, which wouldn't be a problem if I hadn't continued to drift. For as long as we've known each other, I've always felt like the friend who never has anything going on in my life, whereas my best friend is getting these degrees, has a steady long-term relationship, and just all around seems... All around seems like the ideal 20-something. So as the friend who has always bounced from job to job, dropped out of college twice, and has never dated anybody, I got a little jealous. No, I got a lot jealous. I took out my <laughs> frustrations on them by constantly... You just hit backspace and then wrote, I go a lot jealous. <laughs> like the drama. Yep. This is... Listen, I edit for grammar and continuity mostly, but when y'all decide to be extra, I leave it in there. So, yeah, it's fine. No, I love it. I took out my frustrations on them by constantly trying to one up, bragging about what I was doing at work when they were talking to me about their school stuff, going on dates just so I could have something to talk about other than relation than their relationship and only wanted to spend time with them if it was something I could pay for to show that I, too, can afford to buy nice things. 
And if I wasn't doing any of that, I resorted to straight up avoiding them. My friend called me out on all of this back in September when they called me over for a very intense heart to heart and told me that my behavior had gotten so bad that they had been canceling plans with me because I make them uncomfortable. God. <laughs> I felt horrible and Viola Davis not cried all the way home. And because what's worse <laughs> is that this isn't even the first time they've had this conversation with me. They told me that they okay. love and care about me and want our friendship to continue, but also ended our talk by saying, this is the last time. And those words have been ringing in my head ever since. I told myself that, this is, that since this is a problem I created, I should be able to fix it. But holy fuck, I do not know how to move past the damage I've done. I feel as though I'm overthinking things when the simple answer is just be a better friend. But I'm so afraid of hurting my friend again. I've talked to a therapist who I don't think really understands how I feel. Other friends who tell me to just do better. And some who have told me to stop being friends with this person altogether, which I have honestly considered. I don't want to lose my friend, but at the same time, it feels like I'm walking on eggshells over the fear that at any moment, my old behavior is going to show up again whenever they just feel like talking about their life. I know this much, rem this much remorse must mean that I really do regret my actions, but I just don't know how to heal what's been broken. Any advice or should I just dip? And let my friend have a healthier life without me back bogging them down with my insecurities. Thanks. Love the show. Kay. I feel like Kay took me on this weird vortex of like, here are the ways that I'm sort of selfish and unfair. Yeah. Also, I'm super aware of it. And I'm like doing the things that I feel like I should do to try and be better. And I can't. So it's like, I don't want to fully read you. It's like you're in therapy. Because <laughs> you know, well. And you know. We're in therapy. Said that the therapist. Oh, well, yeah. You've talked to a therapist who doesn't really understand how I feel. So I'm not sure if they're still seeing this therapist. But. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. maybe but they not. tried. Um. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you say when it's like, I know that this thing mm -hmm. is something I need to do better on, but I'm struggling with feeling like I'm going to go re revert to my old ways. Like, yeah. what do you do to clock yourself? Well, I mean, I think Kay made a good start with reaching out to a therapist and talking to other friends about it. Um, right. to try to get some awareness of the situation outside of yourself. Um, there's no gender specified for case. So I'm just going to say they, but um, I would say if this therapist didn't feel like a match, reach out to another one. Um, Cause you probably have some deeper issues that, you know, you need to some help working through, but I also wouldn't just automatically stop being friends with this person either, because it sounds like they have, they have instituted a boundary with you. Like they have told you, if you go back to this hate and shit that you do, we're not going to be friends no more. And like y'all have been friends for 10 plus years. So I don't, I wouldn't worry about like cutting off the relationship right now. Cause it sounds like if you go back to your old ways, this person is gone, cut it off for you. So I would just focus on trying to be a better friend and not like, Oh, should I stop now before I hurt you again? Like this is a grown up, and they have told you where the line is in the sand. So I just don't understand why you are struggling this hard. Like, I don't want to be insensitive, but I don't understand why you're struggling this hard with not being a hater. 
Well, that's why I said therapy. But, you know, it's, it's pretty common for people to feel, you know, a little envious of somebody who they think has a better life or a more ideal life. Here's the thing. You said some shit about, like, being the ideal 20-something mm-hmm. or whatever your word was. And I laughed because I'm like, what the hell is the ideal 20? <laughs> like, nobody, what is that? Yeah. Like, as far as I know and I'm concerned, 20s are still about figuring out a whole bunch of shit mm-hmm. falling all over your face. And, like, I feel like a lot of us end up having someone in our life that we uh, assume is, mm-hmm. like, super together and perfect or whatever, even in that age range. And a lot of times, A, we're wrong. And B, forgetting that people are fucking different. Amen. (laughs) And so maybe you have your one shiny unicorn friend that's like, girl, I've had my shit together and all my steps ordered since I came fresh out the box. So I don't know what it is that you got going. But like, that doesn't have anything to do with you. Like, you need to give yourself a break because you've been whooping your ass this whole damn letter. Yeah, you did. You dragged and yourself think, from the beginning. <laughs> and I think that you... Like, I understand the pressure of, uh, of feeling like you need to have it all together and all understood. Trust me, I do. I'm in my mid-30s. Still working on it. So, like, slow down. Give yourself a break. And stop comparing somebody else's journey, trajectory, whatever, alongside yours. It's not your business. It doesn't mean that you don't have happiness and joy in your own journey. Mm -hmm. It's just yours. It's not meant to look like somebody else. It's not meant to mirror somebody else's. It's not joyless just because it doesn't look like somebody else's version of quote-unquote joy. So once you start, maybe, again, I'm not your therapist, but hopefully you can start to like make peace with the fact that it's completely okay and understandable for you to still be figuring things out, to not have the perfect relationship, mm-hmm. perfect job, perfect grades, perfect whatever the fuck. Um, and even if you feel like someone around you does, like be happy for them or at the very least just like cheer them on, pat them on the back, encourage them. Like, it's not going to have any bearing over over you. And if you really, really feel like you can't do that, then, yeah, I think you should just go ahead and not be friends with this person anymore. Find some mm. miserable company. <laughs> well, I think journaling about this could help. Um, when mm. you feel these negative feelings coming up, just taking pen to paper and being like I feel like such a raging bitch right now this bitch just got engaged and I am sick with jealousy like just wherever your brain goes just let it out (laughs) and you have to play the Moesha music pull it up on YouTube first to set the mood and then you do it but that can really help um, just letting whatever is in your brain out on the paper and um, doing that kind of processing but yeah I wouldn't be surprised if Kay had somebody in their family or somebody influential who had held up, you know, like, oh, go to finish high school, go to college, go to grad school, get married, have babies as like the perfect ideal life. And so, I mean, and that's a societal ideal too. Like it's very much in American society anyway, it's very much like do this and do it in this order, you know, like blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, like ticking off the boxes. And I think that's why we get a lot of letters 
from 20 somethings who are like, I just don't know what to do. I'm a failure and a flop at life. And it's like, you are just now getting started. You're just now <laughs> like y'all are ba <laughs> not babies. No, you're not babies, but you are very young adults and you are supposed to be figuring it out. So uh, regardless of how old you are, like I said, I think therapy, journaling um, are great ideas, but just working through whatever's at the root of that. Kifiri gave you a lot of great advice. Um, and yeah, go with that. I hope you get to keep your friend. It sounds like they have been very loving and very patient with you. So yeah, very patient. I hope you get to keep that friend. Okay. Uh, let us know what you decide to do and how it goes. Our next letter comes from Trina, who says, I just need to know if it's my place to say something to my best friend about the whole shit she has been doing. We've been friends for 10 years and we're both 29. I'm single and she's been married for five years. Her husband cheated on her a few years ago. And rather than divorcing his ass like I would have, she just hasn't st stopped cheating on him back. <laughs> she fucks whoever she wants. She goes on trips with other men and she has even given her husband an STI from one of her conquests. Oh. Oh. I am not a stuffy Kojic woman, but I do truly value marriage and I believe in commitments made before the Lord. Oh, hell, you lost me. <laughs> she continues to <laughs> brag to me <laughs> about all the cheating she does and defends it by saying that he deserves it, but I just don't understand how she can be proud of this. I don't say much when she brings up her side boyfriends because I am her only safe space, but damn, I am so tired of hearing stories and details of her cheating escapades. Please tell me what you would do if you were in my shoes. Would you mind your single ass business or tell her how you don't condone this shit and don't want to hear it anymore? Please help. Been listening to y'all since 2017. Love the show. Thanks, Trina. Well, thank you, Trina, for listening. Yeah. Being yeah. loyal. This is... I think, Trina, we have like a, a moral divide here that's going to cause me to not yeah. be able to side with you. <laughs> because I mean, I'm not the God, one who yeah. made I'm not the one who made the commitment in front of the Lord. <laughs> so other people's marriages. I really I mean, unless it's like abuse or something going on, I really don't get that invested. And. I mean, he does deserve it. So <laughs> I know I if she wants to cheat on her husband and and she gave him an STI, that says to me that like he got this STI and didn't ask her any questions about it, like didn't confront her about it, which leads me to think that he's also still cheating and was just like, oh damn, I picked this up. Oh, that's without question. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Like they're cheating on one another. Right. That's what I'm clear. thinking, right? Like they're just cheating on each other. So I I would you are bothered by this because you know you value marriage. I don't particularly value it. And you believe in commitments made before the Lord. I understand the like the sanctity of that. I'm just not super tapped in. So I would just let her talk to me about the whole shit she's been doing. I would not be bothered by this. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Um, I too don't have a huge issue with what your friend is doing. Um, for the reasons that Crystal <laughs> also gave, you know, the STI thing is is pretty wild. It is. Um, but you know. 
it feels as though you are particularly affected by this mm-hmm. because of your views on marriage and the sanctity of it. Um, it's just a whole separate thing. So while I would fully be cackling and letting my friend fly free with those lips. Oh, yeah. Um, sure would. <laughs> I also feel like you don't need to be a slave to no conversation or rhetoric that you don't want to hear no demo. So mm. I think it's, you know, fully up to you to be like, um, you know, what you want to do uh, with your sex life is up to you, sis, but I'm no longer interested. Mm-hmm. However you'd like to read it. I just don't want to talk about this no more. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Uh, I don't know what to say. Whatever. Whatever it is that you want to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, girl, I don't care about this. I don't want to hear about this shit. Oh, no. But it feels like what you want to be is like, have some class, have some dignity, darling. (laughs) Darling. Yeah. I don't know. And like, I don't have a card for you in that regard. Yeah. No, not if that's how you feel. Because I, I just don't think, I don't think that's your place. But you, Trina did say, you know, like, I feel like I'm her only, I don't say nothing because I'm her only safe space for venting, but you don't have to be that. You, you, like if you said, if you don't want to hear this shit, if it like genuinely offends you to think of a, a woman cheating on her husband and you're tired of it, then you can just tell her that, like, you don't have to be that space for her. You don't have to hurt yourself for her benefit. So if that's how you really feel, then I would just say, like, girl, literally, I don't want to hear this shit no more. But as for me, I would be like, bitch, the wine is chilled. Come on over. <laughs> I want to hear about where you've been and what you did. So, um, yeah, uh, you, you, you tell her. I think you, you should go ahead and tell her how you feel about it. I don't think we're going to change your mind about like your feelings about her cheating. So I'm going to say you just go ahead and say something and report back to us how it went. Um Okay, and our last letter comes from Lonely Ass Bitch, who says, I'm a... Girl. She said to call herself that. She literally gave herself that name. So, I am a single 27-year-old woman living in L.A., and I'm at the end of my rope when it comes to dating. I've never been in any type of relationship, and I've never been sexual with anybody beyond making out. I do enjoy being on my own and having my own space. But while I don't want any type of serious relationship anytime soon, I've been struggling in the casual dating scene. It's becoming very frustrating because I hate being treated like a booty call. And most of these dudes out here want to come into my space when I don't even know their favorite color or their middle name or them. And everybody knows there are some fucking weirdos out here. I'm doing great in terms of my career. I have amazing friends. I used to struggle with self-confidence about my looks, but I've grown out of that. And now I'm feeling like it's my personality that must be ugly. My friends try to help, but I feel like they're getting tired of me whining about being single. And they keep telling me it will happen when I least expect it. I know that both of you are super busy and enjoying your single time, but have you ever struggled with self-confidence in terms of your personality? Do you ever feel like your standards are sabotaging your chances of enjoying casual dating or finding a partner? How do you deal with the soul-sucking, lonely-ass moments? (laughs) (laughs) Because you're doing great in one part of your life, but romance is not there. I would love to hear both of your insight on this. Love you and thank you. Sincerely, lonely-ass bitch. What do you got? Uh, 
Well, I so I'm just gonna go to your questions. I'm not I'm not gonna try to dissect everything you gave us here. But so number one, have you ever struggled with self-confidence in terms of your personality? I can't say that I have. Um maybe because I've mostly dated women, but that's never been a thing that I've had to think about. However, I do have straight girlfriends who are starting to ask themselves, like, is this something about me that only attracts niggas who just want pussy and and don't want to hang around? And to that, I would say no. Niggas just want pussy. Like, (laughs) I think, especially at 27, I'm not shocked that most of the men are just trying to fuck around and not really trying to build nothing. I'm not surprised that at 40, so... I don't yeah, I I don't <laughs> I don't think I would immediately jump to blaming my personality, but I do think that my standards are keeping me from enjoying a casual dating life. I do think that. Mm. Uh, mm, yeah, because uh, I don't know. This is going to sound weird, but it's hard to date when so many dykes know who you are. No, that's not weird it's just so strange so it's like a different reason but then obviously whatever she's talking about but it's not super relatable but yeah okay thank you that's the word it it may not be super relatable to everybody but it's just very weird to go out on a date with somebody who already knows so much about you and like is a fan or it's just things like you just worry about like, oh, my God, is this person like taking pictures of me and texting them to their friends? Like, are they tweeting about this? And I don't know about it. It's just it's a mind fuck for me. And it keeps me from like it keeps me in this place where I want to be more of a casual dater. And instead, I end up like meeting somebody and talking to them for like four or five months before I decide to be in a relationship with them. It's it's not the dating life that I want to have, but it's the dating life that I feel like I'm kind of like boxed into. Right. I don't know if it's like standards or whatever. I just don't think I have game. I think I'm shy and I'm quiet and I also don't know how to read people or mm. whether or not they're paying attention or like me. To this day, a lot of times if a nigga makes a pass at me or like you know, mm-hmm. slides in my DMs or whatever. I'm like, who? Me? What? Like, I don't... So... Come on, sir. You're no, I'm dead ass. So, beautiful. Like, <laughs> so, <coughs> yeah, I don't think it's like, this. I'm waiting for this. I don't know. I'm just like... I'd literally be in here, like, reading books and playing video games mm-hmm. and catching up on seasons of tv shows that came out like two years ago that y'all been stopped talking about so where's the dating time yeah so i don't try it doesn't sound like you really feel do you feel like you experience a lot of loneliness then or do you know do you have niggas you text when you feel like like, no not really but also i don't feel like oh i'm lonely i want like a man I, i have a very um, excitable and high maintenance pet that keeps it. Oh yes, easy oh yes, and also gives me cuddles, so that's nice. Um, 
But yeah, like child, I'm busy and working and trying to like yeah, um, experience new things and level up creatively. So like wherever a nigga can fit into that, right? I'm gonna have to figure it out. But like no, not really. But I do think it's a natural um feeling to have. Mm-hmm. But I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head already when it's just like you can't really um associate some of that stuff with your personality or um your value or how much somebody right how much you're like worth hanging around or kicking it with out, outside of sex or whatever. Um it's just really hard to have bad dates or weird dates or not really many dates at all and not start to attribute it to you. But like yeah. everyone is permitted to be in love. I think everyone, no matter what your circumstances are, has people, not just one person, just a soulmate. I don't really believe in that. But there are people mm-hmm. out there that will love you for exactly who you are, how you are. Um, but there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> so like finding them is not just as easy as swiping right or left or whatever direction you're supposed to swipe. Yeah. Or, you know, sliding into a DM or going to whatever party. Like it's a lot of duds out here. Yeah. So you gotta like let them be duds without thinking that you're a dud. I will say, if you're meeting niggas on, like, Tinder, that's probably the worst place to try to find a relationship. I know it happens, but I just feel like any of the dating apps where they basically just show you the person's picture and be like, yes or no. <laughs> They're uh-huh. not really inviting you. Like, it's not like you see their profile first and you browse. It's like, literally, here's the picture. You want to fuck or not? Nah. So... Maybe like, leave those that they're type of apps. going down to the bar and seeing somebody fine and being like, or seeing anybody, period, and being like, yes or no. Yeah, no, that's true. I just feel like on certain apps that are, like, there are dating apps that are like, learn about this person. And then there are those like Tinder. So I just feel like there's more <laughs> of, the, I feel like niggas who are looking to build a relationship, probably not, probably not on Tinder. So... But regardless, regardless, I will say I do experience loneliness at times, which is strange for me because I just never thought I would. But, um, yeah, it's natural to kind of wish that somebody else was around to share it all with. But between therapy, work and and school and like trying to get myself together, I really don't have too much time to to dwell on it but i do know what it's like i wouldn't call it soul sucking lonely moment it's not quite that bad um might want to talk to somebody about that but otherwise yeah it's just one thing i've learned in therapy is that when bad feelings come up you just have to you have to let yourself feel them and Mm. you know sometimes i'm lonely and i'll just be like oh that's what this feeling is i'm lonely and so like i'll call a friend or I'll check Instagram, not really a great solution or, you know, go outside, just be around other people, play a video game, whatever, you know, like it's just for me, it's like managing loneliness is just a part of managing any other feeling, you know, we experience in our lives. It's just part of it. Um, But good luck out here. It is hard at every age. And yeah, um, I hope you found what you're looking for. Uh, If you have a question for us. 
send it on over to ask the reader, ask the read Jesus at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, divas, we're back. It's time for the read. What do you got? Um, well, I have a couple of things. Um... First, I wanted to remember when I cussed TMZ out just a few weeks ago. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You remember that? And remember how I said TMZ really needs to do better and they don't have to be the absolute shit-sucking, soulless vortex of hate that they Mm -hmm. are, that they don't have to be that way. And they just, well, they're continuing with the bullshit because, Mm. of course, after... Takeoff, like we talked about earlier, was killed in Houston. TMZ decided to post photos of his dead body on their website as they updated the story in real time. And I was mad enough that I saw the video, period. Like, I already feel like it's something extremely wrong with you niggas who post shit. Like, there's... I'm simply not like you niggas. I don't get that. Like, that's depraved to me. But for a fucking massive media outlet to do some shit like that, like, this is not a human being. No, I'm not surprised. Yes, this is exactly up TMZ's alley, but this is the shit I be talking about with TMZ. A dead, but I'm sorry. Do you think we don't understand that the man is dead without these fucking pictures? Like, this is such a violation. Yep. How can you? I I don't understand how you can do some shit like this. I don't understand how you are the type of person who feels like this is an okay thing to do. Bad enough it happened. Bad enough on top of that, that people that he loved include include. People that love him, including family, were present there and happened to see it. Like. But more of his loved ones and family have access to the internet and did. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's such utter disrespect. Not even like, I get that TMZ don't really give a shit about celebrities, but like. Of course not. Of course not. But. I really feel like y'all didn't think twice because it was a black man on top of that. If Taylor Swift had been gunned down at a mall or something, I just, I mean, y'all might've done it because you're TMZ. And like I said, absolutely soulless, like 100% working for Satan over there, but God damn, man. Like it's not bad enough. He's 28 years old. It is a fucking tragedy as it is. I just, I feel like I, I just said this. I just did this Not two or three weeks ago. A whole list of fucking violations. And here y'all go yet a fucking again. 
at what point is TMZ going to be held accountable for the fuck shit that they put into this world? Who is in charge? What can be done? And E! News, did you see what them niggas did? Nope. Posted a tweet about take off dying. Guess whose photo was in the tweet, though? That's right. That's right. Not take off. Not take off. Actually offset. Wow. Good job, guys. I know they're all young black men, but we don't all literally look alike. And again, you are supposed to be a reputable news outlet. Somewhat reputable celebrity news, yes, but at least somebody running it through a fucking fact checker. Who the fuck is working over there? How did you as a white publication not say, let us quadruple check this tweet before we send it out? This is my problem with white media. Not only do y'all fuck up, y'all don't learn from other outlets and their fuck ups either. This is not the first time some shit like this has happened. Y'all just continue to do it because you don't give one single solitary fuck about black people. And when it come right down to it, can't nobody make you care. This is beyond sloppy. It's egregious. We are different human beings. It's already a tragic story. Post the right goddamn picture. This isn't difficult. Journalism is supposed to be your job. This is something you're supposed to know how to do. This is basics. We're not asking you to go above and fucking beyond. Post the right photo of the person who died in the tweet about their death. Baby, that is JMC 1103. Come the fuck on. I just... Just fucking sloppy and stupid. I'm disgusted. It it was bad enough. It was bad enough. The social media discourse about it was bad enough. And y'all just made it so much worse. Get it fucking right. (sighs) That's all I had to say about those two things. I'm also going to pass a read this week. Pass the read like we used to. This comes from Jay, <clears throat> who lives in Great Britain. So, I'll be <clears throat> warming up my accent. And sh- you really don't have to. And, okay, well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to try my best. Jay says, this one goes out to the old crow working on, I'm fighting it, (laughs) working on the front desk at the film festival that my film is debuting at. Your fucking entitled Caucasian waste of skin has really cast a dark cloud over this experience for me. Not only have I spent 700 pounds coming to a part of England I would never fucking travel to out of choice, but people have been rude to me from the moment I stepped on the train at London and made the dreaded trek out of the only saving grace segment of this fascist little island. When I got to your desk, I let the girl in front of me go first because you hadn't realized she was standing there. Then, after seeing her show you her phone and in the essence of time, I said, do you need me to pull up an email confirmation or am I able to just give you my name? You then craned your liver-spotted neck to look at me and patronizingly puffed, we say hello here. 
We? Bitch, what in the segregation of church and state are you fucking implying? I know with that Americanized accent that came out your mouth, you are not from this fucking town. So who the fuck is we referring to? You then tell me that you're the one who approved my festival ticket as if I should be grateful to you for pushing a button in the damn system. My fucking film is screening here, bitch, so I get an automatic ticket, you dumpy looking dummy. <laughs> See? Shit. That, I should have said that you... You duppy looking. Okay, never mind. You were right. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. Okay, you were right. I was. Mm-hmm. I am so tired of white people patronizing me and telling me off as if I'm a child and always making me work my way back up from their automatic assumptions of disrespect. Who the fuck do you think you are, bitch? You even making me mad at me that I forgot where the fuck I was and forgot to play by your fucking rules, which had me plastering a smile across my face and shrinking myself to be the smallest thing in the room instead of the six foot black dyke that I am. Get fucked. We are stuck in here like a pack of sardines. This exchange did not warrant a hello. It may have been nice, but I am not out of pocket for noticing that the girl in front of me showed you her phone and asking you if I need to do the same. We say hello. You know what we say where I'm from? Chat shit get banged. Work, bitch. In the grand tradition of past the read, I hope every car on your way home races through the puddles and drenches you from head to toe. I hope the next time you get your nails done, they cut your cuticles too short and paint on the wrong polish. And I hope this shitty government backfires on your white bitch ass and rejects your visa application. Go choke on a dick. Sincerely, Jay. Work, Jay. Jay... Thank you so much for sending that <laughs> on over to us. It was a joy to get in the inbox and a joy to read aloud. I only wish I had been able to, you know, really warm up my accent in advance. But mm-hmm. maybe, maybe later, maybe another time. Um, if you have a read that you would like to pass, you can send that to read at gmail.com. But yeah, other than that, I'm done. What about you? Okay, I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible. Okay. I was going to do, I was going to talk about the, um, TMZ and the takeoff photographs as well as the rest of you niggas in that video. I think you did that quite well, so going to move along. Um, I just wanted to really quickly uh, chuckle at um, Elon Musk and this talk of charging niggas um for a blue check mark on Twitter. Have you heard about this? <laughs> oh, I have. Yes. I have. Now, don't get me fucked up. I don't care. Because the last thing I'm going to do is play a subscription fee for a blue check mark. Say that again. When I tell you it's never going to happen, I don't give a fuck what Twitter ends up looking like. You girlies could do whatever. I, bitch, I'm never doing that i had to laugh but what made me laugh even more was the notion that he uh made in a tweet uh defending this plan uh where he said power to the people what when discussing giving this uh blue check mark privilege and whatever comes along with it to anyone who's willing to cough up $8 a month, $20 a month. I don't even think they know. Whatever dollar amount. Yeah. Um, Rather than just, I don't know, industry people, artists, athletes, whatever people who Mm -hmm. are of a certain level of visibility and likely have multiple pages. Um, 
power to the people. It's, it's really weird. interesting to me that you would try to use a sentiment like that that is often used um, as as a way of fighting and empowering folks to mm-hmm. have life and equal rights to the life. Please say it. The lives that they're living um, as opposed to um, <clears throat> social media features. <laughs> um, real weird. Furthermore, the power is not in the people's hands. Thank the power is right there directly back in yours. Powers in capitalism. Uh, the fact that you don't see that this is wide open, like, I know you want to be Lex Luthor, but you're doing a poor job, like mm. a piss poor job. Because he was at least, like, really cunning and and manipulative. Smart. Um, specifically with the way that he communicated with uh, the public. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in your public relations department, but the girls need to get reset. This isn't, this isn't the tea. Baby. Power to the people. Sweetie, the power would be in the people if everybody had this this feature for nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> the power is literally back in the hands of whoever the fuck it is that's getting paid. Shut up. Shut up. That phrase with uh, going alongside of selling something to somebody is just like, do you? It doesn't know it what you're literally saying. <laughs> Do you know that nigga paid $44 billion for Twitter? Um, that's why people business. <laughs> the craziest shit I've ever heard. I, too, will not be paying for no damn verification. Keep it, sis. Have at it. Absolutely Y'all have a blast. not. Absolutely. Girl, Twitter is already hellish. You want me to pay? For an app that within an hour, anytime I'm on it, I'm going to be annoyed? No, thank you. I'm literally you not. You got me chopped. I'm absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, imagine paying for the experience of being on Twitter.com. Girl, I wish the fuck I would. You can suck my ass. <laughs> Ain't no way. I am so I didn't ask Twitter for that verification. It's very nice that they gave it to me, but I didn't seek it out and I won't be paying to keep it. Yeah. Under no circumstances. Y'all have a blast. Everybody have fun. I don't Mm-mm. I barely get on now. Like, so subscribe like I couldn't laugh harder. Um next, <sighs> Black Panthers um MCU <gasps> sequel, Wakanda Forever. Is just a few days away. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Oh god! Oh god! Um, the LA premiere was last week. Nothing has been spoiled for me yet. I pray that that stays that way because I will not be seeing it until November twelfth when I purchased my tickets. <laughs> but I've heard good things so far. Spoiler-free things. Now, one of the things that we do know is that Wakanda Forever um, introduces a new character to the MCU, a character that has existed in Marvel Comics damn near as long as Marvel Comics has been around. That character is basically, for all intents and purposes, speaking to you, it's Marvel's Aquaman. He is a fish man. He lives in the... the king of the ocean. Okay. 
Um, and um, I've always found him to be more attractive. Mm. Find cartoons attractive, sexy. Mm, you might. Whatever. There's a niche. So yes, and this uh, sequel, we finally get some Namor, as a couple of people assumed would be the case, either due to reading the comics or due to a line from I want to say Avengers Endgame. Um, where Okoye was talking about, I think she was talking about like shock waves in the sea or or something happening in the ocean. Mm. Did you watch Endgame? Yes, but I only remember the Black Panther parts. So I kind of watched it. I was there. Um, it's not the point. The point is he's in the movie <laughs> and there's was like he a clip that came out. Okay. No, he wasn't in it, oh, okay. but he was sort of teased in it. Got you. Okay. Copy. Um, and so a clip came out from the film with Namor in it. And towards the end of this clip, he says his name because Angela Bassett's character asks him who he is. And he says that his, I think he says, my enemies call me Namor. Mm. Namor. That's kind of sexy. He, right? <laughs> um, and so you dumbass, booger-eating, fucking lame-ass nerds have started some debate about the pronunciation of this the, of this name. What? And how they're not saying it right. And whoop de wish de doo dee dee And all this other fuckery. So much so that someone, I can't remember who over at Marvel involved in this, um, explained a bit why the name is pronounced different ways in the film. Now... Namor in the film, I believe in the comics, he's like the king of Atlantis, much like Aquaman. In the films, his kingdom is more inspired by, I think, like Aztec and or Mayan uh, history. And so, and the actor who plays him, I believe, is also Mexican. So it's like more rich in that type of culture and design, uh, which I think is going to pay off really well for them. Yeah. Um, but they made it clear. First of all, I think it would be weird for that character to then be like, my enemies call me Namor. Like, it would be... But either way, the nail that they're trying to hit on the head here is that different people from different walks of life, cultures, regions, backgrounds, experiences, pronounce different words and names, uh, all kinds of And words. we all know that. The way that you say Marvel, the way that some people say Thanos. Thanos the way the Captain Marvel movie said Marvel. The way some people just because say there's a character named Marvel whose name is literally spelled M A R. So then I wasn't wrong. V E L L. So no, yeah, you're wrong. I'm because not- Marvel <laughs> Comics is spelled and pronounced like the word Marvel. Mm. Captain Marvel's mm. name mm. is spelled and pronounced Marvel. I'm not even going to do this with you because it's not the point. <laughs> you're not the read. We've all I've already read you in this. Some word. people say Jesus and some people say Jesus. No. Now, here's the thing. What they're going for here is realism. 
Um, in that different people would say this motherfucker's name differently. The same way some people say Gojira, some people say Godzilla. I don't know. But like, bitch. I no, you did not. I'm say being that. persecuted. <laughs> I'm being unfairly discriminated against. This is lesbophobia. Y'all motherfuckers are so weird and you bitch and moan and complain about everything. And I saw somebody was like, oh, it's just so self-congratulatory to do something like that. Like, how the fuck is it self-congratulatory? Nobody even said anything about it until y'all motherfuckers were bitching about it. When you watch this goddamn clip, you weird bitch. Like, y'all... Y'all complain about anything that isn't Anglo-Saxon, and I'm tired. Like, the world been spending too long at this point for y'all to still be getting up in arms and so, and complaining about wow. weird shit like this, and there being black giants and whatever in video games. Giants aren't real. You, uh, uh, Hades and Hercules and, and mermaids and vampirises and werewolfieses, and none, like, none of these bitches exist. None of them do. And guess what? If they did, they'd likely be black, white, yellow, green, polka dot, or whoever the fuck else. So sit down and shut the fuck up. Um, okay. Lastly. I just want to say before you move on, I thought you were going to talk about Jason Lee when you said Black Panther. I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm not interested. Now, um, I was talking about a show uh, on last week's read titled Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. House of Dragons? House of the Dragon. I just call it Game of Thrones. Whatever. Sure. Now, um, someone informed me, and I appreciate them for this, that I had forgotten to mention one crucial thorn in my ass from that first season. And this bitch goes by the name of Sir Kristen Cole. Let me tell you about this fucking crooked-ass, sideways, hating-ass, bitch-made-ass nigga named Kristen. Okay. So, boom. You ain't nobody, right? You ain't nobody, but you did a little bit of fighting and some shit like that. You've been around in some wars. Like, you come from basically nothing, but you got hair like Uncle Jesse from Full House, so the girlies pay attention to you. So, like, you can fight. You know how to use a sword. Right, right, right. So, you win, like, a competition or whatever, and the princess, Rhaenyra, she's like, oh, who's he? He's spicy. And then, like, he gave you, like, she gave you, like, a flower, and you were like, oh, hey, whatever it is, she. And so, like, that's how y'all get to know each other. And then, like, you become heir because you're the princess. You lit. You got white hair. Like, your fashions are everything. You're still giving, like, androgynous a little bit of, like, armor here and there because you fly dragons and you're, like, all about it. Mind you, this is still the era in your life where you are out in the meadow laying in your best friend's lap while she, you know, plays the harp and, like, you know sings vitamin C or whatever. Like, you know, like y'all are literally just out there reading poetry and talking about okay. living off the fat of the land and riding on Dragon Bat. Then you become heir and you're like, all right, whatever. Like, this is usually not my tea, but I can do things differently and like make a change or whatever. Like, that's what's up. So, you see this nigga who ain't nobody. His name's Chris and he wins a thing. And then you're supposed to be looking for like a king's guard, like a bodyguard. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody who's going to hold you down, wear the white cloak that the knights wear and everything and basically make sure don't nobody fuck with you. So you see this nigga again who like doesn't come for nothing. 
or whatever. He's not like all the shiny motherfucking uh, quote unquote fighters that basically just belong to a house and are just living off of like clout. Mm -hmm. He like really been in some shit. Okay. And like seen some shit. And you respect that because like that's real nigga shit. So you're like, all right, you know what? I pick him even though he broke and don't nobody know who he is. His hair is sickening and shiny and he's (laughs) fought for real. And doesn't have a scratch on him, right? So, boom, that's what I want. So, you like, what's up? And, like, you get into mischief, being bad and young or whatever. He's, like, protecting you and being your ride or die and all that shit. And that's what's up. So, then, your daddy starts fucking your best friend. Everything is wild and crazy and going downhill. Nothing makes any motherfucking sense right now. Shit is, is crazy. Like, y'all not tight like you used to be in your homegirl. And so, for whatever reason, you're freak, weird, incestuous, nasty, murderous, homicidal, sociopathic, psychopathic uncle is like, hey, let's go to the whole house. I'm going to show you what King's Landing is really giving outside of, you know, the palace yeah. walls. Okay. So we go down to the whole house. You know, nobody washes. No one is clean. Like, like, we're walking past grimy thighs just to get to the door oh, no. of the of the of the slut shop. Do you oh, hear me? No. I wish I didn't. And so we get in, it's just orgies everywhere. Everyone's getting butt naked. It has to smell like brie. Like there is no way that it is not giving charcuterie board in this building. Please. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm walking around and this is like my introduction to fucking and it's just like scandalous and hot and just looks like super like, you know, tantalizing and it's really about to ruin my life. So like, you know, nobody in this realm or in this time has any sort of sense, you know, brothers be fucking sisters, you know, uh, daddies be fucking daughters and all kinds of wild yeah. shit like that. And in this case... Nieces want to fuck uncles. So your uncle takes you to some place and whatever, and y'all start making out, and it's given like we are about to. I cannot with this here. <laughs> and it's giving, you know, oh. you know, like, oh, I get what horny means. Who better to introduce, um, you know, my hymen to a dickhead than my own uncle? So many people. Thankfully, for the sake of the viewer, the uncle is like, no, I can't fuck you, probably because you're still 14, not because you're my niece. Um, But going home, you're welcome. Now you know what pussy tingling feels like or whatever. So you go home, and who's there? Um, your king's guard, your nigga with the shiny Uncle Jesse hair, right? Okay. And you're like, you know what? I'm getting me some dick tonight. And I can't because I'm literally the heir to the Iron Throne. Like, what are you going to tell me? I can't fuck? Get out of here. So, what you're going to do is take off your armor. You're going to give me some dick. I'm going to go to bed. So, that's what happens. Okay. Shouldn't have. Weird. Gross. You too grown. You too tall. And you have taken an oath as a part of the king's guard of the whatever the fuck the niggas are called, to keep your dick to yourself. Chast, you must be chaste. No fucking. Wow. No fucking. And, and, and no marriage for you, sir. You knew that before you fucked mm-hmm. the person you were supposed to just be protecting yes. who is also of royal blood mm-hmm. and never gonna claim you. But anyway, <laughs> you did that right. So, 
my daddy's like, you know what? At the end of the day, this is always about succession, even though that's a whole other HBO show. And this has always been about, you know, us making sure that the white hair Targaryen bitches and all of that stuff stays lit. So what you're going to do is you're going to marry your cousin who's half white and gay because yes. he also got white hair and he's, you know, whatever, will keep the Valerian blood and the Targaryen blood and all this other stuff and dragon. And everybody's going to respect us because we all ride dragons, eh, bitch. What are you going to say? Our hair is white. We got dragons. We're rich, bitch, piss. So, like, you're like, you know what? Whatever. At the end of the day, like, I can make a difference. I can do what I want to do. Like, it is what it is, blah, blah, blah. This nigga Kristen is like, oh, so what? You're not going to run away with me? Oh, so what? What a broke nigga? You not gonna like escape the bounds of monarchy and um and I guess jump on one of your dragons and <laughs> go and start a life together out in wherever the bumble fuck? Of course not. <laughs> Why would I do that? I broke my oath for you. This is all I had to my name. I'm pissed. Uh- now this nigga. Is mad because no. you don't want to, uh, like, bitch, what did you think I was going to happen? First of all, I never told you that I was even into you like that. I ain't say nothing to you, okay? I told you to drop them draws <laughs> and do what you know to do. Right. And that's what the fuck you did. The fact that you thought that I was going to get, like, give up a whole entire kingdom, my literal birthright, what? and everything that I had to, because what? Because of dick? Yo dick? You gave me my first... I haven't even tried any others. You got the game fucked up. (laughs) And now you mad at me? Oh, no. Because I chose what I had for me anyway, and I chose to, like... I chose power and opportunity to make a change over, I don't know, raising billy goats and babies with you (laughs) out on a farm somewhere. Are you dizzy, bitch? (laughs) He expected a 14-year-old girl to give up the throne and run away with his extra regular ass self. Then he got mad because the gay boy, right, my new, like, gay cousin husband, (laughs) has, like, a piece, like, this white twink (laughs) that he, like, plays tennis with or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, the twink shaded him because, of course, he did. Like, white gay. Like, bold. And so, you gonna kill this man at the wedding. Because you were that in your feelings. Literally beat him to death because he called you out and told you about yourself. And was like, mm, it was never going to be you, sis. Don't know what she thought. You got that upset that you like fucked your shit up. You should have fell down on your blade like you initially intended to. But who came across? Who came to pick you up? Who came to rebuild you and try to put about a battery in your back? Nasty ass, raggedy ass fucking trifling, treacherous-ass Allison. The same one I dragged last week who fucked my daddy. Yes. The best friend who fucked the daddy. Who was supposed to be my motherfucking best friend. Yes. Because your weak bitch ass came around here and told her you snitched on me, you snitched on my uncle, and you snitched on yourself. Because rumor had it that I was out there in the streets fucking on my uncle, and I didn't. Because I didn't fuck my uncle because he wouldn't let me fuck him, and I fucked you instead. <laughs> and you could have just kept your motherfucking mouth closed, but you had to tell on yourself to the same bitch that I'm beefing with right now. So now it's definitely up. Now <laughs> she's kept you from killing yourself and put a bat in your back and told you that you're worth something, and now you're, like, claiming loyalty to the op? 
Like, really? You're that mad? You're that mad that I did not <laughs> take my dragons and my money and my sickening wigs to go wherever the fuck into some cottage and raise your fat babies? Bitch, you got me fucked up. You got me fully fucked up. <laughs> now you out here bullying my motherfucking illegitimate children, putting batteries in my in, in my ex-best friend's kids' back to have them be running out here being violent, killing people left and goddamn right in the name of your motherfucking queen, and trying to catch yourself, like, beefing with me. And, like, you are that mad. First of all, clearly my pussy is is A1. Got to be. I didn't even know. I just figured out how to use it. To and it, it whipped you up that motherfucking badly. That's that. So you weak for that. You pussy for killing that, uh, that gay boy for telling you the truth that you didn't want to motherfucking <gasps> hear. You can. pussy for killing that old-ass white man for clocking y'all for being A wrong, B loud, and C full of nerves. Okay, and now you walking around here with your goddamn armor and your new name and all this other shit thinking that you're high and motherfucking mighty. Well, joke's on you, bitch. I know how your motherfucking story goes, and I'm waiting to see it. You're worthless. You ain't shit. You been pussy with from the get-go, ho. You ain't never been nothing. You ain't come from nothing, bitch. And all you ever had to you was the cloak on your motherfucking back. And you couldn't even keep that because you wanted to fuck a child. You worthless, loser-ass, lame-ass, motherfucking punk. Fuck you. You're like... And the click you claim. I thought you meant he killed the the biracial cousin husband. I'm like, that's bold. No, actually, he killed the, the white guy. The princess that I'm defending right here mm-hmm. set him up to be killed. So oh, damn. Okay. But <laughs> damn, he didn't get killed. Instead, he hopped in a boat with his lover of, mm. at, at that time and was like, you know what? They have all this shit. Yeah. He cut his, his white dreads off so he just looked like a random light-skinned nigga, <laughs> which is probably worse, to be honest with you, because then you're just black. You're not like a rich <laughs> You're not a Targaryen black, right. right. <laughs> but he hopped in his little canoe, honey, and, said, and got to paddling, and I doubt I'll see him ever again. He, he probably at the Abbey right now. He took a good look around at all the shit going on in that kingdom and said, you know what? I would rather just hack it out here as a regular black homosexual nigga. He's a Folsom. <laughs> and I'll figure yeah. it out later. I can't deal with this shit here. Wow. I see why y'all are obsessed. These are great storylines. This is an I incredible mean, amount of information. It's great and it's scandalous in the same ways that um, Game of Thrones always is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need I just, to, like, really read all the books. Wow. I mean, oof, good luck. I tried to read that first one and said, you nerds can have it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was like the first 50 pages was just describing the landscape and shit. I said, get me out of here. I can't do it. It is so nervy. It's tedious. And I need to see the look on Allison's face. Even when she learns how wrong she is about that man's last one. Because she gonna come in here and feel all emboldened like, well, my son is really the rightful heir to the motherfucking king because my husband told me 3.7 seconds before he died that he wanted for my son to be the rightful heir or whatever, which he never motherfucking white ass did, bitch. (laughs) 
<laughs> because what he said was Agon, which that's the problem now. You motherfuckers be naming all your goddamn kids after their granddaddy and then his granddaddy before him and then whatever the fuck else. All of these motherfucking Targaryens got three names apiece. Yep. How the fuck you know that he was talking about your son, weirdo? He wasn't. It's probably he wasn't. You Agon. that thirsty. <laughs> you that literally, literally. <laughs> He wasn't talking about you. He didn't even know you were in the room. He thought he was talking Damn! to his daughter. Damn! Stupid. <laughs> Not that she would have cared. He anyway. was high. She he had one lied. goddamn eye. <laughs> she still he was rotting. Oh. It was literally rotting from the inside out. It had about three seconds left of air. <laughs> and you talking about where my husband laid out the whole plan. Girl, this is why we have wills <laughs> and witnesses. You mean to tell me he stared everybody in their motherfucking <laughs> face and told them to suck his dick? His daughter's gonna be the queen no matter what the fuck. And that motherfucker lived that whole long ass life to the point where he literally looked like the <laughs> the the worm from that episode, that chocolate episode of SpongeBob in the wheelchair. <laughs> he literally was rotting. Even though for a white man he was probably like forty, but that's not the point. Oh my god! He waited to tell just you <laughs> when nobody with else his one like, eye girl, and half a mouth, girl, girl. <laughs> that he changed his mind. Dizzy ass! Oh. I want you chopped, your daddy chopped, That's your enough. son chopped. That's enough. <laughs> I'm done. This show is fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, maybe he was a virgin too. The um, the king's night guard nigga. Maybe he was I also a virgin, and that was his first taste of pussy, and maybe that's why he reacted so weirdly. Otherwise, I don't. You thought, <laughs> yeah, no, all of my that money, your employer, my things, <laughs> the richest, most powerful heir, oh, men are in so the seven, <laughs> not the six, not <laughs> the five, seven of them kingdoms. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope, very wrong. Was going to trade in <laughs> the highest motherfucking seat ever oh. for her first cat. This is on you, brother. All right. All right. This is on you. You need to take this L and you need to take it strong. Oh, wow. Because I don't know what the fuck time you thought this was, but it wasn't that. Trying to get a, a motherfucking 14 year old girl to get a. How are we getting there? Running away. How are we going to get there? We on a shit. We in the middle of the goddamn ocean. How are we going to... I know how I can leave. <laughs> oh, we could... I thought maybe we could ride in your car. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> I bet your broke ass did. And where are we going to go? <laughs> With what money, Kristen? Oh, I thought maybe you could take some of that. that I you bet got. you did. <laughs> shut your ass up and get back down there and shut the fuck up and hold that goddamn sword like you know you about to be somewhere. <laughs> ungrateful ass oh my god i'm still never gonna watch this show but Lucky i gotta let you sniff it i i want to hear your recaps every week whenever it comes back like i only want to watch this show through you amen well the dance of dragons has just begun Dog. <laughs> it's about to get real okay well i'm looking forward to it Oh, all right. I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Check us out at thisistheread.com and on social media at thisistheread. You can find our merch whenever it's restocked over at shoptheread.com. 
Um, any other announcements or things you want to say before we get out of here? No. Once again, thank you for everyone who came out to Trilloween. Um, yes. Appreciate it. Had a good time with y'all. And I think that's it. Oh, yes. And next week's episode will be a little early. Ha-ha. Yeah. Not late, like but early this time, bitches. For reasons that aren't your best. <laughs> <laughs> but are not me this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> why, would, me been why would you tell yourself like that? I mean, <laughs> all right. Because usually it's me. <laughs> My neighbors are gonna knock like bitches two a.m. What are you doing? All right, all right. That's yes, <laughs> calm down, nigga. Go to bed. All right, we will see y'all next week. 